0: Welcome to the in Vino Fab podcast. I'm Laura.
1: And I'm Patrice.
0: InVinoFabulum means in wine story. And there are so many tales that need to be told about women from all walks of life and their communities paired with wine, of course. The in Vino Fab pod is a place to learn and a space to share stories about work, interests, passion projects, issues, and random wine facts. So Patrice, we've, we've talked about this topic uh, before, the word, uh, the B word. The burnout word. Yeah, that's the word. Um, and this time, we're going to do like a mini book club with burnouts. Uh, do you want to tell our listeners the book that we read and we're going to talk about?
1: Sure. So the book is called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. And I first heard of this book on Brene Brown's uh, podcast. And I was intrigued by you know some of the things that um, authors Emily and Amelia were talking about in the podcast and interested in learning a little bit more.
0: Yeah. This was on her unlocking us podcast that Mm -hmm. when it was open and not just on Spotify, I heard it too. These are the sisters, Emily and Amelia Nagoski are twins and they both Mm -hmm. have come with a PhD and DMA. So they're well qualified in their worlds. And I guess this book came out of like um, a book that uh, Emily wrote about around stress and unlocking stress and it was more about she does like family and sexual health and things like that. And so I guess a lot of her um, people coming to her talks were interested in the part of stress and burnout. So that's kind of where this book came out of um, what do you think of the book overall?
1: Um, so one thing I, I didn't initially Anticipate um as a topic in the book was which I found you know especially um, interesting to reflect on, was thinking about the um patriarchy mm. and the additional stress of being a woman and the human, I think it was the human caregiver syndrome, the human giver syndrome. yeah, the human giver syndrome. I was really um I was really intrigued by that, and I think it aligns well with. A lot of the discussions we've had about, um, you know, burnout for women and women being in that role of caring and how that permeates not just our family, but into our work life. And, you know, for those of us in education, students, our peers, you know, people on, people on our team and, you know, the, the, the difference between that for men and women, I thought was, was really something um, to think about.
0: Yeah, I really liked the opening of this book where they said, listen, we're coming at it from this lens and we're not going to touch all groups and know that. We're going to talk about some data and science, but the data is flawed, which we've talked about before, like the book, Invisible um, Women. And so think about how every kind of scientific thing we know has never really been modeled around any woman, let alone a person of color, someone who's black or indigenous or comes from another sexual orientation or identity group, like all of that they said up front, which I was like, that's really great to say. Um
1: yeah.
0: I also like – that they define, I guess I want to define burnout because we, we've we talked about it in different ways and forms. And so, whether you're in any industry, whether it's education or otherwise, um, they say it's defined by three things. Herbert Freudenberger in 1975 defined burnout as emotional exhaustion, so the fatigue that comes from caring too much for too long, depersonalization, the depletion of empathy, caring, and compassion. And Three, decreased sense of accomplishment. So, unco- like, unconquerable sense of futility, feeling that nothing you do makes any difference. And I have no doubt that any of our listeners may be feeling this now in 2021. Yeah. I don't know. What did you think about that definition?
1: Um, I thought when I read that definition that that aligned really well with the conversations that I've been having with a lot of my peers and colleagues
0: about how people are feeling right now. Like, it nailed it. Sadly, it nailed it perfectly. <laughs> I know. There's so much like you can resonate with that. Um, The book overall, I love that they have in every chapter, I'll just talk holistically, they have the too long didn't read section. So they kind of give bullet points of what your takeaways are, because hey, If you're burned out and reading this book, you might be worried about not getting through it. Just go to these little cheat sheet areas. Um, And I will say they give some good kind of activities and tools throughout the book, whether you're writing a frustration goal to, I even think the end of the book has like a good kind of timetable of um, your ideal calendar. Um, So like overall, I just really like that they're trying to give some practical takeaways for people who can't maybe have the time to even want to deal with burnout, I think.
1: Yeah. And I, I also appreciated the um, section of the book on sleep, but all, you know, which also aligns well with a lot of the research on learning where, you know, you need to rest your brain in order for things to assimilate and for you to make sense of things. And a lot of times like that's where things come together uh, and, you know, it continues to be a struggle for people's to not be in back to back meetings all day, right? To have like that, you know, reflection time and to allow ourselves to have that time. And, you know, as much as we hear, and this is not the first time like, right, like that we've heard like how important sleep is and that you should have, you know, at least, you know, six to eight hours of sleep a night and the benefits of it. And you know what it the the equivalencies between lack of sleep and you know like being somebody who's like, had too much to drink. But I think, you know, it remains difficult for people to carve out, you know, you know, I think in there, they talk about how like, it's really hard for women to self care, and to say, you know, I need to take care of myself. And I'm going to you know, I'm going to get this extra sleep so that I can take care of myself. And there, you know,
0: it's not an easy culture shift. I don't
1: to have, you know, to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the plane's going down. You put your own mask on before that. And the idea of sleep, I actually love. Um, I was reading an article. Um, earlier this month, the seven types of rests that every person needs. So sleep is part of it, but you also just need time to like zone out or maybe do something away from a screen or you just like rest might look different. And so some of your rest, you and I both love to read or write, like that's rested activities. It's not your work. I will say, I like that, um, something to point out, it is written towards uh, women and those who identify as women, this book. Mm-hmm. So this is, when you talked about the patriarchy, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, there are systems and practices of oppression towards women in general. Like, that's never really been a called out thing, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other interesting
1: thing, especially right now, um, was the importance of human connection. And I think she called mm-hmm. it the bubble of
0: love. Oh, yeah, I love that one. I have flagged that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about this. Maybe you need to recharge the bubble of love. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: and, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about, you know, because of course, as you're reading this, you're trying to think about like, well, in what ways can we replicate or are we replicating human connection via Zoom? And what things like, you know, can you not replicate? Um, but that combined with, you know, she really stressed the importance of exercise every day. And, you know, one of the things that had me thinking about was my family and I have been doing these workouts since early on in the pandemic with um, a soul cycle instructor named Julie. And so it's kind of this community, right. And she has Mm -hmm. these live sessions and everybody kind of like shows up and, you know, we've frequently talked about how like doing those feels more meaningful than say doing just like some recorded work out by somebody that you don't know, but I was never able to name it, but I think it's like that connection, right? Like, you know, you've Mm -hmm. dealt, you know, even though you're not like in the same physical space, there's still that sense of human connection, you know, and that you're feeling like a support system for one another.
0: I think that's smart. And this is like the connected knowing that they're there for you and that she, they write about this because um, Patrice, you're one of my bubbles. Like, I know I can talk to you about, like, we might talk about a topic, but like, I can also reach out and be like, how are you? And yeah. um, following up, I think it is so critical that we find these spaces and bubbles to um, recharge and refuel, especially if you are... I don't know, having all the emotions. Um, I like that they said to complete the cycle of stress, yeah. which could be um, physically go do something. It could be cry it out, it could be scream. It could be releasing something from you. So yeah. how have you been completing the cycle of stress these days? So for me, exercise is
1: definitely a critical part of completing the stress cycle. Um, that and either picking up the phone or, hopping on Zoom to talk it out with somebody. I mean, having that support system and those people that you can reach out to is, is critical.
0: I love that. Um, I am looking for things I can cry to. And I know I get made fun of when I'm we're watching something sappy. Like, I'm like, I just wanted to cry it out and it feels good. Like, I'm not sad, but it gets emotions out. So like, I, I like to, whether it's a book or a film or something that, I don't know, it could be a commercial if you still watch those things. But like, it could be something that just like gives you like, happy joy and sad joy and um, getting that out. I think it's okay to have some of these feelings out there. And sometimes it happens in conversation with people. And I'm like, it's cool that you're sad. We can sit with that and just, you know, that's good.
1: But I would definitely, I would definitely recommend the book. And I think to your point, like I really do like the worksheets and by step. And it gives you that sense of, um, you know, of being able to approach it in small steps.
0: Yeah. And I, I think the overall kind of thing I was thinking of, my recommendation is also like, I don't know if the human giver syndrome chapter resonated with me, but it reminded me that others in my life might be doing this. And so recognizing um, when it's okay to say um, enough's enough with anything. Yeah. And the the idea of uh, wellness, I love this. They say this wellness is a state of action, and not being so, it doesn't mean you have to be well, but you could. Mm-hmm. We talked about this in an early episode. Practice and do some of the practice of wellness yeah. in these actions, and whether it's hopping on the bike like you are to um, having that it's quiet time to reflect and write in your journal. I think it's a practice. Like we're never going to be best at it, but how do you get better? Is having that habit of doing something that includes wellness for you, whatever that looks like. So. Yeah. All right. So we give it two thumbs up from Patrice and I, they don't pay us to do this and they never sent us their book, but we'll put a link to um, the book and maybe the podcast that Brene Brown had with them. they have been on a few podcasts, so I'd be happy to drop a couple of those in so you can hear about it. Um, what are you going to take away from this book? What's your ultimate uh, way to avoid burnout or deal with it?
1: Well, for me, I think one of the takeaways always is thinking about how I can use what I learned to not just, um, help me with my own, you know, self-care, but thinking about how I can use these tools to help my team.
0: I think that's great. Um, you've inspired me to like get on a bike and burn it out a bit more Patrice. So I'm going to make sure I sweat out some of these <laughs> daily things. Yeah. I I know that sometimes I it's the end of the day and it's dark and I don't want to do anything. I'm going to commit to doing some of my own self-care that way. That's so easily like of throwing back we love to throw back wine but i really want to make sure the sweat happens before so making sure that yes. is consistent so yeah. yeah well thanks for the chat patrice uh burnout we'll, we'll work on it that's all i can say yep <laughs> until next time all
1: right till next time to catch the next episode be sure to subscribe to in vino fab wherever you get your podcasts find us on twitter and instagram at in vino fab, and we'll always welcome comments and messages sent by tweet private message or email at invinofabulum at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers.